Let us open the worship of God this morning by turning to Psalm 93. Psalm 93. What a glorious and sober privilege we have to be in the house of the Lord this morning and to worship the God of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar, and our God and our Father. We'll use a couple of psalms this morning. I had so much pleasure last evening. I hope, and I'll I'll tell you now, if you don't know, that when you'd like a batch of psalms about the sovereignty of God, you go to the 90s. And between 92 and 99 is a wonderful selection of psalms that lift up the Lord and speak of Him reigning. Unlike any other section of 10 psalms found in the book of Psalms. Psalm 93, I read to you. The Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also is established that it cannot be moved. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up. O Lord, the floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Amen Amen and amen. The Lord reigneth. Our God, who is the Lord Jehovah, as this word means to us, is in charge and controls and rules over the universe. He reigns. He's king. He's dictator. He's a despot seeking his own glory in everything that he does, and he's totally in charge and there's none that can stay his hand, meaning to stop his efforts and plans, or even to question him on what he does. He's clothed with majesty. The glory of an exalted position of a monarch is all around him. He's clothed with it. He's covered with it. He is majestic. Majestic sweetness sits enthroned. Upon the Savior's brow, we sometimes sing. And the Lord is clothed also with strength, His power and His authority and His ability to do anything that He chooses to do. And the text tells us in the first verse that He has girded Himself with that strength. No one else gave it to Him. It was not a council of elders that made Him king. It was not another king that made Him king. It was not the vote of the serfs that made him king. He girded himself because he is, I am that I am. The world also established that it cannot be moved. No matter what political turmoil, and Israel saw so much of it internal to their nation and external to their nation, No matter what kind of political turmoil we see, the earth is established, it cannot be moved. 
no matter what kind of natural events we see like tsunamis or hurricanes, the earth is established. It cannot be moved. What takes place on the earth is what the great governor of the earth, the Lord of the universe, dictates and directs for it. It says in the second verse that God's throne is established of old. How old? From everlasting. How old is that? We are unable to put any number on from everlasting because He has always been. He has always is. Because I am that I am. His government is an everlasting government. His kingdom goes from generation to generation as Nebuchadnezzar learned so well in the fourth chapter of Daniel. Now when it says in verses 3 and 4 about the noise of waters and floods lifting up their voices and floods lifting up their waves, it is not speaking directly about water. The Lord is greater than the sea, and the Lord is greater than a lake, and the Lord is greater than an ocean, the Lord is greater than a tsunami. But this is an expression that the Bible uses often to describe peoples. And so the floods are referring to the crowds of people around the earth, most of which did not believe in the Lord Jehovah, most of which hated the nation of Israel, and they lifted up their voices against both. Sometimes those wicked were even within Israel, like the enemies that David had within his own nation. And though there may be many people that would even look like a flood, and when you see a large crowd and they move, it almost looks like water moving. David says, they've lifted up their voice, they've lifted up their waves, but the Lord on high is mightier than their noise. Yea, He's mightier than the mighty waves of the sea. Though there might be kings among them, He is King of kings. Though there might be lords among them, He is Lord of lords. And He is mightier than the mighty waves of the sea. He is greater than any group of men, any man himself, anyone on earth or all men on earth put together. And they can lift up their voices and ridicule us, ridicule our God, ridicule our Bible, ridicule our doctrine all they want, but He is mightier than their voice and their efforts against us. His testimonies are very sure. Not just sure. These are His precepts and His promises. They're certain. And they're not just certain. They're very certain. If God has promised something you may rest on that promise with all of your heart and mind, for it is very sure. And we come into His house today believing by revelation everything we know about Him because His testimonies are very sure. They tell us exactly the truth about God. Holiness becometh thine house. What makes the house of God beautiful? Holiness. God is holy, and they that worship Him must worship Him in a holy way. Because He has said, Be ye holy, as I am holy. And holiness is what adorns the house of God. It is not stained glass, fancy carpet, carvings, statutes, gold, decorative stones, a vaulted ceiling, a high steeple. Those things do not adorn the temple of God in the New Testament. The New Testament is holiness. Becometh. 
thine house. It is fit and it is appropriate and it is adorning to the worship of God, O Lord, forever. God is forever holy. He is higher than evil. His eyes cannot behold evil approvingly. He is without evil. He's separate from sinners. And we want to make him that way, and we want to make ourselves that way, because it adorns his worship. And so we come into his worship this morning, knowing that he reigns, that he's clothed with majesty and with strength, which he's clothed himself with. The earth is established. It's not going to go anywhere. And all the noise of the peoples against him, he is mightier than them all. His testimonies are sure. We trust them completely for time and eternity. And holiness is what makes his worship acceptable and pleasing in his sight. And it will be that way forever. Because the four creatures are crying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty in heaven. My brethren, this is why we don't have casual worship. This is why we don't have contemporary worship. We want sober, grave, and solemn worship with joy, with thanksgiving, and with praise. But we want to rejoice with trembling. We do not want to come into his house lightly, foolishly, presumptuously. We want to come in prepared by having our sins confessed and our hearts ready to worship him. Lord, receive us through the grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost. Let us pray. O Lord our God, we rejoice that you reign. We are thankful the earth is established and shall not be moved until you move it. Heavenly Father, we bless and praise thee that though the peoples of the earth might mount up their voices against thee, and though they might be united together against thee, he that is in the heavens shall laugh and shall have them in derision. We bless and praise Thee that Thou art the mighty God and You are greater than the mighty of the waves of the peoples of this earth. Heavenly Father, those that speak against Thee and against Thy Word and against our form of worship, we leave in Thy hands. We bless and we praise and thank Thee, O Lord of heaven and earth, that You have chosen us a very, very, very small minority and remnant to worship thee according to your sure testimonies in these perilous times of the last days. We in ourselves are nothing. You have not chosen us because of any goodness or righteousness to be found in us, for there is none. You have chosen us because it seemed good in thy sight and according to the good pleasure of your own will and for the praise of your own grace. Heavenly Father, forgive us for the coldness of our hearts, the distraction of our minds, the weakness of our flesh. But look upon our spirits and see this day that we worship, that we intend to worship Thee, and our desire is to worship Thee far beyond what Nebuchadnezzar gave Thee. O Lord, for we shall come to the table of Thy Son, And we shall exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee for the fourth chapter of Daniel. And we thank thee for the 93rd Psalm. And we lift up thy praise at this time. Thou art clothed with majesty. 
And we exalt thee, O Lord, for there is none to be compared unto thee. Blessed God, we thank thee for taking our foolish hearts and wayward feet and arresting the one and directing the other into your holy paths. We thank thee for bringing us into this simple, out-of-the-way place and giving us brethren of like precious faith with whom we can lift up our voices and praise thee. And Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Forgive us all our sins. Forgive all of us our sins that we might adorn your worship and become your worship with holiness this day. For thou art holy. We thank thee that we know a holy God who is not touched, stained, or spotted with sin, but he's perfect, just, and righteous in all his ways. And we thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we were chosen before the world began, that we also should be holy and without blame before him in love. Father in heaven, be with all your churches and saints, and bless them as we have prayed for ourselves. Preserve our nation and keep it, O Lord, and our rulers. We pray that you will bless them and guide them, and that you will overrule them and direct them, that we, like Daniel might be able to have a place even in a pagan country like the one in which we dwell. Our Father in heaven, we thank thee for all thy merciful, loving kindnesses toward us day after day. Great is thy faithfulness. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for being faithful to us, these of little faith. And we thank thee for being so merciful and long-suffering to us. Be with us now, O Lord, and lift up our hearts in thy worship. Draw nigh to us, O Lord, and unite yourself with us. And let the Lord Jesus Christ come in among us and within each of us, that our worship will be full of passion and vitality provided by the Holy Spirit of the living God, and that our worship will come up into thy presence more than Solomon's great sacrifices made acceptable by the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in His name, He who sits at thy right hand and has received from thee a rod of iron, the scepter of His kingdom, a righteous scepter, and He dashes the nations in pieces for the benefit of His people. It's in His name, expecting and looking forward and loving the thought of His coming that we pray. Amen. Amen.